Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Gathering all the information you would need to stay ahead of the curve on your crypto investments. Welcome to Thriller Rundown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, welcome back to another exciting episode of The Rundown. Today is September 19, 2019, and yes, we are talking about the Fed. That's right. We're talking about the Fed at the top of the show. We got to talk about how they quietly printed $75 billion out of thin air. Yeah, that's right. Let's get started on The Rundown. The Rundown. The U.S. quietly printed $75 billion out of thin air for the banks. And this is why Bitcoin matters. Now, this is coming exclusively from Ben Brown. He's one of the writers here at uh, CCN brilliant piece that he wrote up. He discusses how the Federal Reserve of New York very quietly handed out $75 billion in cash to the banks on Wednesday in a process known as a repurchase operation or a repo. Now, this emergency measure hasn't been used at scale for a decade since the last financial crisis in 2008. He says it's a reminder of the central bank's power to artificially expand the money supply and devalue your money. And he questions everybody to consider, is this why Bitcoin matters? I think he's right. And what the hell is a repo operation? In simple terms, a central bank can print anything they want and make it available to commercial banks within a 24-hour period. In exchange, the banks post treasury bonds and other assets as collateral. It gives the banks instant liquidity for the overnight money market where banks execute short-term loans with each other. Yeah, <laughs> go figure, right? Now, is this a sign of a crisis? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's definitely a canary in the coal mine scenario. It means liquidity has dried up in the overnight money markets, and the banks desperately needed liquid cash to trade and lend each other overnight. This is the first warning sign, right? We're seeing overnight interest rates shoot up to 10%, up from the typical 2%. The Fed had to step in to ease the liquidity crisis. It's crazy. This is nuts. It doesn't make any sense. Gosh, and thank God we're not the only one recognizing this. There's other people, even people on Wall Street are recognizing this, and they're speaking up about it, like Tika Tiwar. Take a listen. I think you've got to stop trying to label Bitcoin as one thing, because it's, it's many things. Um, and the other thing to think about is the way that I view Bitcoin, I view Bitcoin as a, as a form of a derivative, right? So the derivative market is the largest market in the world. Notional value of something like $524 trillion. 
This is massive, 5X all other investments, it's yeah. huge. What I started trading when I got out of MIT and went to Wall Street in 1993, I was trading interest rate derivatives. It's right. a fascinating market and it's yes. bigger than anything out there. Yes, it's massive. So, but I don't see Bitcoin as a, necessarily as a derivative of, of money, right? I see Bitcoin as a derivative of, um, of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a system that does not require trust, right? Of a system that offers non-dilutive value. So non-dilutive value does not exist in the traditional investment world. Um, a, a, a value system that is not built on trusted third parties outside of Bitcoin and crypto assets does not exist in the world, right? It does not exist. So BTC for me, as I look at the future valuation model for BTC, BTC is not just this unit of value that some people call money, but it's an entire network. It's an ecosystem um, that I believe people will invest in above and beyond just the value of Bitcoin as, as let's say money. It's, it's an alternative uh, financial system that you can actually own a piece of, right? Okay. So a non-dilutive financial system that operates independent of and outside of any system that we have created yet throughout Explain human history. Explain how that is important and why that's so important, that a bank or a government doesn't have to oversee things because those people also charge fees and they're expensive to maintain. How important is it to have something that doesn't require that trust component? Well, because if you look at every single institution or financial system that's been created, it ultimately collapses through uh, horrible self-interest, right? Or, or through out of control inflation because central bankers go nuts hitting the print button to create more capital, and it's happening right now. You got $17 trillion of sovereign debt trading at negative yields. Brian, that's insane. These right? are companies, that, these are countries that printed too much money, right? and now their debt is worthless. Well, no, it's not so much, no, it's not that debt, debt is worthless, it's that, it's that people are paying for the, they're paying a government to borrow money from them. So if you look at the German 10-year bond, it's trading, I think, negative 40 basis points. So I give you, you know, I give you money and I'm getting less money back after 10 years. So, so that, that perversion can only take place when central banks have printed so much money, they're out there buying up all this debt. They've perverted the interest rates to such a point where, where, peop, where, where borrowers are getting paid to borrow money. That's just, if, if two years ago, four years ago, I had gone on YouTube and said, oh yeah, $17 trillion worth of debt is gonna be, have a negative yield, people would have been ridiculed. People would have said, that's absolutely nuts, right? So the fact that we're here in this world that has been so deeply manipulated by central banks that they can do that, uh, they, can, they can manipulate interest rates that are so far out of whack from reality, tells us that the system is fundamentally broken and at some point there will be either a currency meltdown or a complete loss of faith in fiat currencies. It, if you just look through history, fiat currencies just do not survive long term. I mean, the British pound has actually had, been on an incredible run for over 300 years. But, but so you need a hedge against that, right? You have to, it's imperative that you have a hedge against a systemic breakdown of the global financial system. And Bitcoin provides that. 
Yeah. It's amazing to think that we are in a situation right now where, you know, about a trillion dollars a year is used, you know, and printed out. And the borrowing rate is increasing every year. So most of the most of the money is just going towards interest rates on some 21 trillion previously borrowed. Thank God we're in Bitcoin. Let's get into five good minutes. Five good minutes. So today in five good minutes, we are talking the SEC. <laughs> That's right. Jay Clayton went on to deliver a speech, a speaking, as you would say, more of a conversation with Andrew Ross Sorkin of CNBC. They're delivering this speech, speaking conversation to delivering Alpha Conference. That's right. And of course, Bitcoin was brought up. Take a listen. Bitcoin, crypto. Is it ever, it, what has to happen for it to be uh, something that you see on exchanges? Well. You think it will ever happen? Look, I th I've said this for a long time about this. People see the, the price of Bitcoin trading um, on whatever re report it is. If they think that there's the same rigor around that price discovery as there is on the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange and the protections, uh, they're sorely mistaken. So, you know, we have to get to a place, in my view, this is just speaking for myself, we have to get to a place where we can be confident that that, that trading is, let's see, better regulated. Yes, and most, uh, mostly everybody listening right now knows that an ETF is not happening this year. I mean, whether they approve or reject the Bitcoin ETFs from Wilshire Phoenix and Bitwise Asset Management, you know, later this month and October 13th, it, it, honestly, that doesn't matter because it's not going to get passed, right? Uh, the SEC, CFTC, all these regulators, they really want, you know, they really want that regulated matching order engine, right? They want those order books to be completely regulated. And when they say regulated, they really just mean they want their guys doing it. <laughs> like, make no mistake. They want they want their guys doing it. You know, guys that already are, you know, been in this space for a while, know exactly how everything goes. NASDAQ, New York Stock Exchange. They want their guys in it. They want them to regulate it. And they want those price discovery mechanism practices, whatever you want to call them, products. They want that price to come from them. And that's at when it does, that is when Jay Clean will say, okay, let's go ahead and let this pass. This is this is what's going on. I mean, a lot of people, there's a lot of there's an alternate, you know, kind of opinion out there in the crypto space that they don't want to raise the price too soon <laughs> before they can get uh get everybody in, you know, the space or in their current space deadlocked in, right? They want to make sure that this new asset class has a doesn't have a premature bubble, right? They want to make sure that 2017 doesn't happen again, you know, without them closely monitoring the whole situation. 
and and this is this is what this is really about. It's about preventing a 2017 all over again. They wanted 2017 to happen. They want another exciting bull run, but they want that to happen on their timeline. And ultimately, when they, once once they reach, you know, a consensus amongst all these different exchanges like Nasdaq, Fidelity, New York Stock Exchange, like once once they once they get, you know, those top tier you know, holding companies to invest in crypto, to build out this digital asset class, then we'll start seeing, you know, so-called investor protections (laughs) to prevent, you know, fraud and all kinds of stuff. But we know what happened with JP Morgan this week, right? Yeah, they can only prevent so much, it seems, even with all their regulations. But that's that's five good minutes on why I, I mean I think this I think at this point I'm not looking forward to an ETF this year or next year at this point until something solid comes out. Maybe something else. Maybe who knows? Who knows if it'll happen anytime soon? But yeah, that's five good minutes on it. Let's get into Yeah, the hard truth. We're talking Coinbase. The hard truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So today we are talking Coinbase and the hard truth. And I've been a fan of Coinbase here this past year, I would say year and a half at this point. Um, before then, I wasn't a fan of Coinbase at all. It, it just wasn't happening. They were a totally different company than they were now. And I feel like today is a shift in a different direction that I'm not a fan of right now. Because they just announced that a possible addition of 17 new cryptocurrencies to its current lineup. Currently, right now, we have Avalanche, Celo, Chia, Coda, Definity, Filecoin, Handshake, Kadena, MobileCoin, Near, Nervos, Oasis, Orchid, Polkadot, Solano, Space Mesh, and Telegram Coin are all being considered to show up on its pro exchange. Now, if you're a crypto person like I know you are because you listen to the show, you don't recognize maybe not a single coin there. Maybe one or two. Like when I saw this, I, I thought I, like, I see three coins that I've heard of. Filecoin, Telegram, and Polkadot. Other coins I've never heard of. And it's because those are venture capitalist coins. <laughs> and what that means is literally what that means, VC coins. So typically when you have a startup like a Cosmos, for example, they'll, you'll have somebody like Jay Kwan. He'll co- go out there, try to get funding for it, starts off doing Tendermint and then realizes, hey, I can make a Cosmos blockchain, makes a Cosmos blockchain, get a bunch of VC people to back Cosmos, sell them the Atom token. At that point, the Atom token is worthless because they can't really trade it for anything. You need an exchange. All of a sudden, you get on an exchange and those investors are able to recoup their initial venture-backed funds with the spending and and selling of these Atom tokens. At that point, it kind of releases into the market. Next thing you know, you show up on Coinbase, you know, maybe Atom shows up there. 
you release it. And this is primarily what we saw this year with Atom, right? For two years, it was, they were holding these Atom tokens. You weren't able to sell them, but this year you were able to start selling them in the open market. Previously, you probably could have, right? Secondary markets, but primarily in the US, you couldn't sell them yet. And what Coinbase is doing now is taking all these venture capitalist coins and giving them a platform <laughs> to dump on the average crypto investor who doesn't know any of these coins. Um, so this is a step back, in my opinion. They they announced Dash this week. They released Dash onto their platform. But other than that, I mean, what have they what have they done? Are they in the cryptocurrency business and trying to get people to use cryptocurrencies? Or are they in the venture capitalist business and trying to get people to use these VC coins that don't do anything, right? These aren't actual cryptocurrencies. They're basically a security. And this is why Coinbase needs to take take a step back and look at itself and realize that this is not what we want. Be the Coinbase we want you to be, not this Coinbase. And that's the cold hard truth. Yeah, I think being able to change your mind in this crypto space and Bitcoin space is important. There's too many people who live and die by the coin they choose or the group they carry along with. I've never been that way. I'm, I'm very quick to change my mind on something if it's just not right. Uh, I think what Coinbase did today is just not right. I think what the Federal Reserve has done these past 10 years since 2008 financial crisis is not right. I think what we saw earlier with the SEC and Jay Clayton trying to regulate this market, you're doing it the wrong way. You should let these people breathe. You should let individual investors out there, retail investors, make their own decisions. A lot of us will go out and get the education we need, whether that's through community college or a four-year degree or even YouTube, right? There's so many mechanisms out there for you to gain the education you need to invest wisely. And this is why I'm bullish on the human race.